Hello, hi, and welcome to another episode of The Emma Gunn Show and a midweek instalment of Bullet Points. Now, there is one thing I wish I did less of, and that's stew, ruminate, brood, and cogitate. And this week, I found myself doing this a lot about something that happened, and I thought we could talk about it. So I thought this episode was going to be a very simple help me out with this one, guys, and that by talking about something with you, I'd be able to put a lid on it, but something else beat me to it. Let me explain. And first of all, I want to say that it became very clear to me that it wasn't so much the situation that happened, it was more my participation in it. I chose politeness over standing up for myself, even just standing my ground. I chose to put someone else's feelings above my own. And while those aren't two things to be ashamed of or to do less necessarily... In this instance, I was uncomfortable, I was offended briefly, and I was annoyed. I shan't give too much detail about the situation because I hate mudslinging and I think it's passive-aggressive to say it to you and not directly to the parties involved, but I essentially agreed to do something, prepared for it and took part, and was then criticised for falling below expectations. It was one of those situations that starts off badly and doesn't get any better. And the thing I want to add here is that I prepared my opinions, so it wasn't like I was supposed to deliver work to a certain standard. I was being asked my opinions about certain things, and it became clear that what I said was not what was expected, and that became the problem. In a parallel reality somewhere, and if you've listened to my podcast with Poppy Delbridge, you'll know I love the idea of infinite possibilities. I received that first round of criticism, expressed regret that it had fallen short of expectations, and then I excused myself from the room probably to go and work out some of the fury in the Skims concession at Harrods, because that is, that's a current obsession. Honestly, that could have been bullet points this week, but let's go with this. It feels like this is more wholesome and perhaps more useful to a wider audience. Anyway, in this reality though, I listened for many minutes to a critique and then volunteered to try again. But as I've already said, this situation didn't get any better. It just kept getting worse. And it's sort of beside the point, really, because the meeting ended and I was furious. I was livid and not with anyone involved. I have to be honest, it was with my inability to stop a bad situation from hurtling into an even worse one. My trying to be accommodating and be available for a second go round, if you like, didn't make the situation any better at all. Didn't didn't sort of put the fire out, if you like. It just added fuel to it, which was infuriating so I did what any normal sane human being does and I immediately messaged one of my favorite whatsapp groups and you'll know who's in this because it's Caroline Hirons, Nadine Baggett and Claire Coleman and they are a very very excellent group of women to sense check with when something like this happens because they are they respond quickly efficiently and with absolutely no bs and it was very very useful so I explained what happened and they very very quickly made me laugh about it but not before like honestly some true true gems and at one point I said oh this was on me I should have done more research and I got a no 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 Emma we are not going to be we are not going to do the this is on me on this one here so anyway but one of them said something like how did you get yourself into this situation? Which again, don't love, but that's why you have friends like that around you because they need to point those things out. And then one of them observed, why didn't you just leave? And it was my response actually that I began to think about, which was, I replied, well, I maintain professional politeness because people talk and you never know who they'll talk to. And I think that's the thing that I've just come back to time and time again over the last few days, which was, that was it it was fear. I was scared. That was what informed how I behaved in a situation that wasn't going well. 
I was scared to leave it without attempting to make it right for fear of what that person might say about me after the fact. I didn't want to leave someone with a bad impression of me. Yet, in this situation, being honest, being myself and being authentic was what gave the bad impression. So actually, it was a fool's errand to try and fix it when you think about it. But once I realized that, I really couldn't help but stew in it for ages because whether it's this situation or another one, if you're governed by fear, even at such a low level, you don't even realize it because, listener, I didn't realize that fear was actually what was underneath everything. I didn't realize that until I really stewed on it. And if that's what was happening, if that's what happens in those situations, you are going to be a less authentic version of yourself when you're out in the real world. So while I might have been authentic in how I delivered what I was asked to deliver, I wasn't being authentic in how I responded to the situation. And I think that's what caused so much frustration. And truthfully, there were a ton of other things I could have stewed on. I could have focused on what the other people involved might have done wrong, in my opinion, or I could have lingered on and in the feeling of having been insulted. But none of that actually gets to the heart of it. Those are all things that kind of get in the way and and sort of make you feel quite pompous and give you a bit of a dopamine hit. But fear, not wanting to offend, upset or annoy, that was what caused my irritation. That's what made me stew. It was me. It was an inside job. The call was coming from inside the house. And the thing is, let's face it, I'm going to offend, upset and annoy in the future. I produce a lot of social media content. (laughs) I know that I offend, upset and annoy people on a daily basis just by being myself, just by posting something about a reusable coffee cup, for goodness sake, or my favourite skims. It will cause somebody to be annoyed. And there's not really much I can do about that. We're all going to offend, upset and annoy people. But I think from this, what I want to take away is that as icky as it feels, it is going to happen sometimes. And that is going to have to be okay. And that it is okay to walk away without attempting to make it right. Now, that's not to say I'm going to walk into a situation and try to upset, offend and annoy people. Obviously, that's not what I'm saying. I just mean that if it happens, it's going to have to be okay. And sometimes the best thing to do is walk away and not try to make it right because that's when you make it worse. It's the people pleaser in me. And this was a classic case of panicking and going into what can I do to make it better mode, even though I was actually also offended, annoyed and irritated by the situation. And the best thing to do would be to walk away. So in the days following this incident, (laughs) I did that terrible thing where you replay it over and over and over again in your mind, but you reenact it in the way that you wish it had gone. And I would be lying. I've mentioned a dopamine hit. I'd be lying to say there isn't some sort of similar dopamine hit in doing this in your brain as you get when you open social media and see a new post from someone whose content you really love. And you're like, ooh, you get that boof, that really lovely feeling in your brain. I think there's a very similar uh, pathway, neural pathway involved in that kind of daydreaming where you get to relive something that went wrong and make it go right in your head. There is something quite addictive about it. And even though it was days in the past at this point, I was still enjoying weirdly and perhaps I don't know whether it's self-destructive but it's it's a bit twisted I was enjoying revisiting it and getting that satisfied feeling from seeing it in my mind's eye the way I wish it had gone and then I opened Facebook which is pretty rare got to say the only reason I use Facebook is to go and see what's happening in the group for this podcast please go and join it if you're in it please post something start a conversation but on this particular occasion 
it opened up on my personal page when I loaded the app, which I haven't used in a very, very long time. And there it was, a post announcing that one of my friends from university had died. Same age as me, two daughters, gone. And instantly, memories from university that I thought were long, long faded came into my mind in sharp focus technicolor. Hanging out by the vending machines in the wee small hours in Darwin after the bar had closed, shout out to any University of Kent alumni. Bumping into each other on the way to a lecture hall and walking together. Nights out in bars that have likely long since closed down. Just weird things like that person's hair, their smile, their voice all appeared in my mind with such clarity. And I felt rotten. I felt really, really rotten. I went into Messenger and I looked at all of our messages over the years and regrettably, I've got to be honest, it had been many since we had last chatted, but there was something really quite comforting about reading those decade-old exchanges and seeing the easy friendship that had existed between us. And obviously something like that is going to put everything else into perspective. But I've always found advice like don't sweat the small stuff really irritating. It's kind of like, you know, there's always something bigger, don't worry about the small stuff, but I'm a steward and it's often irrational and you really desperately wish it doesn't, it didn't occupy as much brain space as it does. And you wish you could change it. You wish you didn't sweat the small stuff, but unfortunately you do, even when bigger stuff is going on. But in this instance, there was a sense of clarity. I did stop and think, yeah, stop getting that dopamine hit from thinking about that situation and how you wish it had gone, because actually you're just extending something you you just let it go and again that's advice that is really unhelpful when you can't let something go but there was a certain clarity and I thought of something that Caroline Goida said when she came on the podcast the other day about criticism and this was something that she had learned from uh, theatre school from training to be an actress and she said something along the lines of take from it what you need and discard the rest and when she said it I remember it kind of I remember thinking indelibly stain that into your consciousness because you need that take from it what you need and discard the rest because with criticism there is often something that you should be seeing and you should be taking note of obviously delivery is a whole other topic and maybe a whole other bullet points maybe a whole other podcast but in terms of criticism take from it what you need and discard the rest so was there anything in that criticism that got my back up that I could use positively no truthfully I stand by my authentic answers and being who I am and having the opinions that I do so that's that's quite a powerful thing to say that doesn't come out of my mouth easily if you've been listening to this podcast long enough you'll know that I don't like those self sort of like hey I'm really good at this and I'm really good at that I don't care for sort of standing in something and bleating about it but actually in this situation was there something in the criticism no and I feel confident saying that was it useful to do something like that to so that I know not to do it again in the future yes yes lesson learned move on and given uh what happened this week with my friend what an absolute privilege to be able to do so so that's this week's bullet points thank you so much for listening thank you for following thank you for commenting on my post thank you for posting in the facebook group thank you for being a member of the facebook group thank you for subscribing and for spreading the word about the podcast i appreciate it hugely and i will see you on the next one
When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.